The following is a message from the former President of the United States. Good evening, my fellow Americans. This is George Bush. 640 days had passed since George H.W. Bush last called the White House home, yet before the bright lights and an audience of millions, there he sat on Saturday Night Live. I was your president from 1989 to 1993. And during that time, Saturday Night Live made fun of me on a fairly regular basis. Do I have any hard feelings about that? Yes, I do. At issue, one sketch. Well, a, a recurring bit that placed then-former SNL cast member Dana Carvey in the crosshairs of President Bush's apparent angst. And I'll have my revenge when the time is right. Not now. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. Maybe you've seen it throughout the Bush presidency. Good evening. Happy holidays to y'all. Carvey put on his best impersonation of 41. Hands wailing about with a delivery Carvey has said was part Mr. Rogers, part John Wayne. Whatever it was, after years of seeing it, even in person, Mr. Bush was ready to confront his comic counterpart. And now the host tonight, a young fellow named Dana Carvey, has asked me to introduce the show. Mr. Bush delivered the cold open. That's how Saturday Night Live begins, but he wasn't done there. Center stage rocked a dance in Carvey. Republicans are teachers, Democrats are students. Don't vote for donkey, wouldn't be Putin. Hamming it up with a little two-step. In character as Bush 41 during his opening monologue. Toupee, eyeglasses, blue suit, red and blue striped tie. I mean, he was presidential. Very poppy-esque. The political satirist, seconds from meeting his maker. A night guy and do it, and a night guy. I say a night guy. What? I was doing my not guy. Uh, President Bush is still on the hookup, and uh, he wants to say something. What, it, what, he, he's here now? Yeah, uh, should I put him through? Uh, all right, put him in. Dana, George Bush here. I'm watching you do your impression of me, and I got to say, it's nothing like me. There's no resemblance. It's bad. I think he had a good he had time. A good, he had a good time. He had a good time. Yeah, we had a good time. He really time. did. Andy Patterson and Pat Schwab comprised the crew that recorded President Bush's appearance on the October 22, 1994 edition of SNL, producing Mr. Bush's appearance from Houston. You still have the script, Pat. I do. As we remember the life of President George H.W. Bush, who passed away at the age of 94, we take a look back at that memorable sketch. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. President. I think it's a fair impression. Don't see it. You know? It's totally exaggerated. Not me, those, those crazy hand gestures. <laughs> Including that one line President Bush refused to say. He was, they were scribbling and they were rewriting and, they, you know, hearing the conversation over the phone. I'm Brandon Walker. We chat with Andy and Pat about the time they met the president. Today, on the Eyes of Texas, live from, well, don't worry about that. It, it, it just wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Before our talk with Andy and Pat, I figured it might be best to 
fill you in on the logistics associated with their assignment. Of course, Saturday Night Live is recorded before a live studio audience in New York, but Andy and Pat recorded President Bush's contribution in Houston at Mr. Bush's office one day before the live show. Andy Patterson and Pat Schwab worked at KPRC-TV for decades. They've since retired, but joined us to talk about their date with the president. We start after Andy set up the lights, pat the camera, and in walked President Bush, a couple staffers of his, and SNL producer, now former U.S. Senator, Al Franken. So you get the nod that, hey, SNL wants to do this cold open with sure. former President George H.W. Bush. What'd yeah. you think? I was we, excited. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was an opportunity to do something that we don't normally do. Exactly. And also it was our former president, so yeah. yeah. That's great. I was excited. That to, was I hadn't great. met George Bush before that time, and he couldn't have been nicer. Dana Carvey's impersonation of Mr. Bush, were you aware of it prior to and oh, what were yes. your thoughts? Absolutely. Saturday Night Live was a mainstay, at least in our household, you oh, know, yeah. for Absolutely. a full decade, two decades prior to this shoot. So it's, we were familiar with yeah. uh, not only Dana Carvey, but Al Franken, who came to do the shoot. Bush was hard to impersonate because there weren't many quirks about him, so Dana had to go in and stress little idiosyncrasies. Curious, he rips the impersonation, of course, in the video that we see. What did he say when the cameras weren't rolling about it, if anything? I, I think that he, at this time got to be good friends with Dana Carvey. Right. I think Bush himself felt honored to be portrayed in such a manner. You know, it was more comical than it was biting, I think, in terms of the, the satire was pretty, was pretty mild. mild. Yeah, pretty mild. Yeah, and so I think that, you know, Bush was actually, you know, excited that, you know, they didn't cut him as hard as they could have cut him. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, he's quoted as saying the fact that we can laugh at each other is a very fundamental thing. Mr. Bush saying that to a staff of his at a Christmas party. Dana Carvey actually attended toward the end of his presidency. So he saw the need for that or at least appreciated what it was for. Right. So let's talk more about just that production day. So walk us through that. I, I remember when we got there, we... Pat and I were it. Yeah. You know, we, we came in with our, our equipment, got everything going. And uh, I, as I remember, you know, when the president walked in, uh, he looked around and, like you said, he was rather surprised. He, he didn't, I don't believe he said anything about this is all you brought or anything like that. But he sat down and he looked around and it introduced himself, of course, came up and introduced himself to us. I thought it was nice for him to come and spend a little time with us. The president and uh, Al Franken came in about the same time, and I think in immediately they went over the, the fact that, you know, they weren't, he wasn't going to say the line in the script. Pat and Andy say it seemed a matter of accuracy what President Bush refused to say. you got to remember they recorded Mr. Bush in Houston, and they did so one day before the live taping. All right, cue Mr. Bush from his cold open. But as far as opening the show with live from New York, I'm not going to do it. First of all, I'm in Houston. Wouldn't be true. And secondly, just not something I'd do. So when he refused to say live from New York, I mean, did that create any panic, or was it just a, hey, we'll figure it out? Uh, I got a feeling there was a short little bit of panic, because so I think, well, that was a lot. That's that the catch was a, line. That was the catch line, and I think that uh, uh, Al Franken got on the phone with New York, I uh, was on the speakerphone, and, you know, uh, Bush was there, and they were kind of rewriting the last paragraph of the show, the show open. 
as I remember it, didn't take them long to resolve the no, problem. No, I don't think it so. Didn't. They finally signed off on what the president would say and what was acceptable to New York. Turns out it was Don Pardo, SNL's longtime in-studio announcer. This has been a message from the former president of the United States. And one of the few times the show's host did not recite those storied words. Live from New York, it's Saturday night. You still have the script, Pat. I do. And indeed, this is the one in which uh, President Bush says, so live from the whole deal up here in New York, is Saturday night, is what he was originally scripted to say. It is a matter of honesty, because he wasn't in New York, he wasn't live, he was in Houston, it was taped, it was the day prior. Right. But yeah. was it that big of a deal, you thought? I, no, I mean, but I, you know, I think it made it funnier. Yeah. To me, I think it made it funnier that he stood up to this... You know, it wouldn't be prudent at this time. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> not going to do it. It's, you know, wouldn't be prudent. So and, in the uh, interest of prudence, Pat, Andy, Al, and Bush 41 carried on. Once they got done with that cold open, it was time to record the confrontation with Dana. It would appear as a split screen on the show, as if Mr. Bush were appearing via satellite. As we mentioned earlier, not an easy person to impersonate because those those idiosyncrasies really aren't as present as they are in others, or at least that's what uh, Dana Carvey is quoted as saying in the past. So with that being said, was Mr. Bush funny to you? I thought so. I thought so, too. <laughs> I thought, I thought was, so. I thought it was... But uh, he was hilarious. very natural. He was himself. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I think Dana Carvey accentuated certain certain right. things, but uh, he had the in, in, inflection of uh, the president on certain things, but uh, he, I think... He was pretty much himself. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think, and when yeah. he talked about, I don't do that pointing. I think right. he did right. that on the hand. Yeah, thing. I, yeah. I, don't do I don't do that. I think do he that. did that, of course, to make sure that you saw that he was doing the hand things. Right. I think he had a good he had time. A good, he had a good time. He had it. a good time. Yeah. We had a good he really time. Really did. He laughed every once in a while, <laughs> he did. and he he seemed to be enjoying himself. He really did. Yeah. And after it was all said and done, he had gifts to share, didn't he? I I, I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked. We got up, but. Pat and I, you know, we're breaking down equipment. We're doing so. He says, he said, hey, what, before you do that, he said, I got a little something for you, and let's all take a picture. And yeah. I'm like, well, okay, sure. And I'm standing there next to him going, should I put my arm around him? <laughs> After pictures and a small gift of a stick pin with the presidential seal, Mr. Bush, his staff, and Mr. Franken left. So, so what did you think once you saw it? I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was you know, uh, it, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that we were able to do this. We were part of this big show. Me being a production guy, and I was mainly responsible for lighting. I said, "Oh my, oh my God, those deep set eyes! I think I, I think I got a little light into them, where you could actually see his eyeballs and not the shadows." So I was kind of proud of that. And then after I went back and looked at it, I said, "Hey, that's kind of funny too." You know, I get over the production part of it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Has political satire changed? Do you think? Uh, it's gotten more Serbic. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, it, you know, the country, I think, between uh, then and now has, you know, gotten too divided. At the time, politics to me was a kinder, gentler <laughs> politics. There was, a, there was a lot more room in the middle <laughs> than there is There now. is no middle there anymore. There is no middle anymore. There's either this side or that side. What's the teachable moment from, A, Dana Carvey's impersonation, and B, President Bush's reception of said impersonation and acceptance of it. Bush embraced it. I mean, he being, was... He, being able to make fun of yourself, yourself is something that I think that's important, that you don't take yourself too seriously. 
And, you know, here's a man with his accomplishments. Could have been very easily, easy to do something like that. But he, he handled it with an ease that was surprising. Yeah. It really was. Fat Schwab and Andy Patterson on the day they got to record President George H.W. Bush for his October 1994 appearance on Saturday Night Live, facing off against on-screen foe, Bush imposter, comedian Dana Carvey. In all my years of government service, I never once said, Nagada. Our thanks to Andy and Pat, who are now retired from KPRC, but came back to talk to us. After President Bush's death, Al Franken turned to Facebook to record his memory of this moment, writing that the president was good, a little stiff at times, but overall appreciated his efforts and also his years of service to the country. One more note. President Bush and Dana Carvey were friends by the time of the show taping. After Mr. Bush's death, Carvey penned a letter, sending it to the New York Times, writing President and Mrs. Bush would send he and his wife a Christmas card every year. If that's not an indication of how close they were, how about this? Carvey continues writing about a health scare he had in 1998 and a letter President Bush wrote him upon learning of that scare. In it, Mr. Bush invites Carvey to Houston for treatment. Carvey's note doesn't say whether he took up the president's offer, but it concludes with the following, quote, that was who he was, always making sure everyone else was okay. That's our show. I'm Brandon Walker. Many thanks for joining us. If you've got a story you think will make for a good podcast, let us know about it. Our email address, eyesoftexas at click2houston.com. Join us next time as we go traveling Texas together.